Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Appreciate you joining me again today on our chapter day journey. We're in 2 Kings chapter 21, verse 16, that resonated with me this morning. It says, moreover, Manasseh also shed so much innocent blood that he filled Jerusalem from end to end. Besides the sin that he had caused Judah to commit so that they did evil in the eyes of the Lord. Today's podcast is entitled, The Untold Stories. While on vacation this past week, I finished watching The Hunters on Amazon Prime. It's an interesting alternative history story about an eclectic troop of vigilante Nazi hunters who discover that Hitler is still alive living in Argentina, and they're determined to bring him to justice. It was an interesting story, and it just for your information, it's definitely for mature audiences only. Now, I have a confession to make. Over my life journey, I have found myself really enjoying tales of vigilante justice like the Hunters. My favorite Marvel character has always been The Punisher, a series about a dark, broken man, Frank Castle, who's bent on delivering justice to those evil people who killed his family. I've given a lot of thought to why this genre, <laughs> vigilante justice, resonates so deeply within me. It's easy to think that it's about a sense of justice, and there's no doubt that it feels good, doesn't it? Doesn't it feel good to see the bad guys die by the sword, as Jesus put it? But I think there's something more to it than that. I've come to realize that I actually feel deeply for the anti-hero, the vigilante, the pain that drives them. And as an Enneagram type four, this makes perfect sense because we tend to love the brooding, dramatic, dark melancholy. At the same time, I've come to realize that while I find it easy to extend grace to the vigilante protagonist for the pain that drives them, I tend to have zero grace for their victims, who are typically portrayed as pure evil, deserving of the violent justice that the protagonist vengefully delivers. I found myself thinking about this in the quiet this morning after reading today's chapter about King Manasseh of Judah. The description of him in today's chapter is that of pure evil. He did nothing right, according to the text. He did everything wrong. He committed child sacrifice with his own children. He was idolatrous. He ruled with violence. He led the people astray. Quick, somebody call the punisher. The world needs to be rid of evil, no good, very bad Manasseh. Well, I happened to go over to Second Chronicles chapter 33 to read another account of Manasseh's story. And there were some important pieces of the story that the author of Kings conveniently ignored. Late in life, Manasseh was humiliated by the Assyrians. He himself was taken captive. He was placed in shackles. A hook was placed in his nose. And they drug him to Babylon. There having hit rock bottom, Manasseh realized the error of his ways. He repented of his sin. 
and he turned his heart to God. Upon his return, God allowed him to return to Jerusalem, back to his throne. He spent the remaining days of his life actively trying to undo all of the idolatrous evil that he had done before. Now, as a disciple of Jesus, there's the rub. Manasseh's untold story in today's chapter changes the way I think about him. The antagonists I so easily dismiss in vigilante stories as pure evil, well, they have their own stories. My enemies have their own untold stories. And Jesus calls me as his follower to look at my enemy and consider the story that God wants to author in his or her life. And that was the example Jesus set for me. He had grace and forgiveness for the evil, well, good, very bad Romans who mercilessly mocked him and beat him and executed him. Jesus told the no good, very bad criminal on the cross next to him that he would take the man to heaven, even though the man said he deserved to die for all the things that he had done. Jesus told Peter, Peter, you should forgive your enemy 70 times seven. And then he provided Peter an example by graciously forgiving Peter for his three denials. Yeah, so I, f- I find it easy to have grace for the broken vigilantes dealing out justice. I know their backstories. Yet in God's economy, the vigilantes' victims also have their backstories. What kind of pain and brokenness led them to their lives of evil? Like Manasseh in today's chapter, those details are conveniently left out of the story by the authors and the writers. It makes me want to ignore the fact that those whom I hate in real life, well, they have their stories too. I thought about this as I watched the hunters killing off all the murderous, unrepentant Nazis. And then I thought of the true story of Corrie ten Boom who traveled the world telling her story of her family's Christian faith that led them to hide Jews in their home during the Nazi occupation. They were caught, and they were sent to a Nazi concentration camp with the Jews. She alone of her family survived. And one day, after telling her story to an audience, she was approached by one of the former concentration camp guards who was humbled and repentant and asked for her forgiveness. See, God was at work in his story, too. I leave today by reading 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9 from the message. It says, don't overlook the obvious here, friends. With God, one day is as good as a thousand years and a thousand years is a day. God isn't late with his promise of justice as some measured lateness. He is restraining himself on account of you, holding back the end because he doesn't want anyone lost. He's giving everyone space and time to change. Hope you have a good day, wherever this finds you, my friend. Lord willing, we'll be back here tomorrow. 